Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to God in Christ, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us see scripture in action with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Jody Dillman with Pampered Chef, Wagmore Pet Resort, Wound Local, and Reuben Cardenas with State Farm Insurance. Our guest today is Luann Wagner, a self-described serial entrepreneur. She is co-owner of Texas Auto Carriers, Iron Cat Parts and Service, and her newest venture, Toy Box Ranch Storage. She is also a frequent speaker about entrepreneurial leadership. Most importantly, she is a wife, mom, and a lolly. Best of all, her dogs would describe her as warm, friendly, and bossy with a good sense of humor. Welcome, Luann. We're so glad to have you on God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Meg. Thank you for having me. You told me before the show that you grew up out in the country. Tell us about that. I did. I grew up in Pleasanton, Texas. We lived probably about I don't know, nine, 10 miles out of town, probably eight or nine yeah. miles out of town, lived on some property, always had animals, cattle, dogs, horses. It was a lovely way to grow up mm-hmm. for sure. I zoomed in on the dogs. What kind of dogs did you have? So all of our dogs as children were, as opposed to now when people go pick out their dog Mm -hmm. and their breed, our dogs just showed up Uh and we just adopted them for a period of time and we enjoyed them in our lives. We had a number of labs Uh um, and we had a lot of Heinz 57 variety mutts that that became our favorites. We had one named Chloe, I remember. 
just a variety of animals. They were outside dogs as opposed to now our dogs were always outside dogs. They Many of them had a purpose. They were guarding the other animals or they were either guarding the chickens or they were in trouble for getting in the in the chicken house and eating some eggs. Oh, so. that's that could be trouble for sure. It's interesting because we don't really think about our dogs having like jobs around the house or around the property. I'm sure it was a big property, but their jobs were probably closer to into the house. So what kind of jobs did they have? I think that I grew up with around and not so much I think about our dogs that were guard dogs guarding our home. I think about my grandfather's dogs who were hunting dogs and uh-huh. they had they were retrievers and they would if he killed an animal and it was lost out in the pasture, they would go track it and go find it. Mm-hmm. Or bird dogs uh-huh. that their job was to go re- retrieve and, and bring those birds back. Mm-hmm. At our home, our dogs were definitely guard dogs, definitely guarding our property guarding us as children, being keepers of our home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you mean by guarding you? How did you find them to be protective as a kid? I think having, having an animal around in general, having your dog at your home is very comforting. Comforting knowing that if something comes hopefully that's not a nefarious situation, but if, if something, a noise is made, you're alerted to it. If there's danger, you're alerted to it. Or maybe it's not danger. Maybe it's just someone coming to see you and they sound the alarm that there's something there. Mm-hmm. As children, they would watch us around as to keep us out of trouble. I don't remember any specific incidents where they kept us from falling in the well. I just remember they were always around and always providing companionship. And I'm sure that gave your parents some comfort too, because it's hard having kids and then have a lot of land that they're out and accessible to them and they can go play. We live in a different world now, don't we? For sure. I think about that. I don't know if it brought my parents comfort or not, but I know that we just left the house in the morning and we didn't come back in until late in the evening. Mm-hmm. We played down on a creek bed that was down at the back of our place. Um, and later, there was a, a state highway that came through there. And I think about that. Would I have ever let my children play out on property, make their way down to the creek bed, walk down the creek bed, where they could access a highway, I don't know. My parents were very trusting. Uh-huh. We we did. We played all day long. Yeah, it was a different world. And thinking about your dogs giving you warnings and letting you know if there was some kind of danger makes me think in, a, in the spiritual realm, how can we pay attention to warning signs? What kind of warning signs do you think we have in everyday life if we're going in the wrong direction? I think that I know for me, when I feel out of alignment with my values, my my Christian values, and I feel like that something doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel aligned, I think that's a warning. And anytime I've ever not listened to that voice, I'm things don't go well. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I think that's a sign to to pray and to seek counsel. Mm-hmm. And before you're making a decision, or we all have that, those decisions that we make that we know that it's going to take a little more deep thought in mm-hmm. determining is this the right thing for me, maybe the right thing for my family or my employees or 
the direction of my company. Mm-hmm. Um, many times I have prayed uh, before making a decision or even after making a decision, you know, praying for the outcome. Um, I just think prayer and counsel are, when we feel like we need that, we need to listen. I like how you describe being in alignment because scripture talks about there being a plumb line. And I I think unless you're maybe in construction, maybe you're not really even familiar with what a plumb line is. But I like that, the idea of being in alignment with what God's word has said and your Christian values that you've learned and practiced through the years. Being in alignment, that's a neat description. I think we do need to, we need to stay in alignment and not in... Certainly with our Christian values, but also with with who we are and who God created us to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in this world, we're so consumer-based and so materialistic. And I think there are times that we really have to think about who we truly are because we're perfect. We're created perfect in every way, and we need to embrace that and not get caught up in all that's out there to entice us. And that's a really good point you made about being aligned with our purpose Because it might be good for somebody else's purpose to have whatever it is, but maybe not so much for your purpose. Very true. Very true. I think our purpose, our own individual purpose, is what is referring to in who we are at our core Mm -hmm. and what God intends for us. And sometimes that's hard because we using our free will, oftentimes think that we know what's best. Mm -hmm. But we do. We need to reflect and stay in alignment with who we are and who God wants us to be and what he wants for us. And that's the difficult thing oftentimes is to not not be influenced by all that, that we have, all the worldly influences that are around us, be them good or bad. Some things are good, right? Good right. influences, but there can be too much of anything. So I know for me personally, I always think that I just need to stay in alignment with who I am and my values and and love and embrace myself in the way that I was created and the mm-hmm. way God created me and not get so hung up on what the world thinks I need to be. That's so reassuring for people to think that way and connect with God. And the other part of being in alignment is when you, that you mentioned earlier is when you feel like you're out of alignment, stop and seek God's guidance in that. Yeah. Yeah. As you became a mom, you also started bringing dogs into your family. What was the first dog that joined your family as a wife and mom? The dogs that that hold the greatest memory in my life were two in particular. Actually, there's probably several, but two in particular. My every dog I think we ever brought into our home after we had children was because of my daughter. Uh-huh. My daughter would find an animal somewhere and somehow convinced us that we needed to bring this puppy home and it needed to stay. It didn't start out that way. It was just, oh, can we just bring it home for just for a night or two and then we'll find a good home. Oh, yes, sure. Um, (laughs) That never happened. No. No. Anyway, Skeet, at the time, my kids, we spent a lot of time in Uh 4-H and we did shooting sports and we traveled all over Texas doing shooting sports. We were part of the Comal County Shooting Sports Club, the 4-H club. My husband and I were uh, club managers. And so we had this gaggle of children that we traveled around with. And my daughter was too young to shoot at the time. Later, she became competitive. But she ran across a little Jack Russell puppy 
um, that she played with. I remember that day specifically. We were in Seguin uh-huh. at the Guadalupe County shoot, and she played with um, this little puppy from the time we got there until we left that day. And I had said no, and my husband, I just knew he was going to say yes. And so by the end of the day, she had this little puppy t- tucked in her overalls, and we brought that baby home, and it was a little female Jack Russell Terrier. We had a couple Jack Russell Terriers before, so I knew if you know anything about the breed. Well, talk a little bit about it, because actually I can't remember that we've had any Jack Russell terrier stories on the show. So tell us a little bit about the breed and how Skeet might have been a little bit different than your other Jack Russells. In general, I think if you're going to be the owner of a Jack Russell terrier, you need to be prepared because they are very energetic. They're very curious. They have, I told you, no quit. That's Uh the way I would describe them. Um, when I think about relating that to God, I think about they are steadfast. Oh, that's, right? yeah, they're <laughs> steadfast, but n- sometimes not always in the way God wants us to be. So exactly. <laughs> no, great. they have incredible curiosity mm-hmm. and they're hunters, they're tree climbers. They will go anywhere and they have no fear. The skeet, our dog, ha- was a miniature. So she was very small in stature, but you would have never known it because she was mighty in spirit. Oh, I love that. And yeah. Well, I'm sure you've got a lot of great stories about Skeet, but before you tell them, we need to take a little break. I'd like to tell you and our listeners about one of our business partners and our website. Wagmore Pet Resort is a state-of-the-art pet care facility offering boarding, daycare, grooming, training academy, and retail. Catering to Bernie and San Antonio's pet parents since 2010, Wagmore Pet Resort is committed to the health, safety, and comfort of their guests. Call 830-981-2273 today for reservations or visit wagmorepetresort.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and the Tusculum Brewing Company. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, including my blog and the sign up for a weekly thought to ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those thoughts to ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective, God and Our Dogs. This is Pastor Pete Johnson from Christ of the Hills Church, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Luann Wagner, co-owner of Texas Auto Carriers, Iron Cat Parts and Service, and Toy Box Ranch Storage. Most importantly, Luann is a wife, mom, and lolly. Before the break, Luann told us about growing up in the country and adopting stray dogs, as well as a little bit about their family Jack Russell Terrier, Skeet. Luann, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about Skeet. 
what kind of adventures did she get your family involved in? So Skeet was always on an adventure and always, if she decided that she wanted to go on an adventure, we live in New Braunfels and out on some property. So her adventures were far and wide. Mm-hmm. At the time, there, there weren't subdivisions and things like that out where we live like there are now. One story that I remember so vividly that it had a good and bad ending. She had, we had, she also had, we had a, a lab that she was her companion and they would just roam the property. They had free will and... One day, I opened my back door. I just walked out the back door, and there is a porcupine, uh, a dead porcupine, oh laying at the back door. And my dogs are laying, both of them, next to the porcupine. And so you can imagine that you're just... Oh, yeah. That's not a natural thing no, to happen. No. <laughs> so we go into a just full-on panic. We gather them up. We take them to our vet. And we... It's the, the lab was not, he wasn't too bad. So it was obvious to me that he had said, wow, this is a fight I probably don't want to be in Uh right, with this porcupine. However, Skeet, she recovered, she was fine, but she spent probably three, four days with our vet. Oh, wow. um, Getting, she had some IVs and he just kept telling me, he said, I cannot believe that this little bitty Jack Russell Terrier took down this porcupine. It was a big porcupine, and she had quills all in her that had to be removed. And he just, we weren't surprised because she was our dog, and we knew what just tenacity she had if she went after something. And they're hunters by nature, but it just hit me that this, what what lack of fear, right? Just Mm -hmm. she evidently went, she decided this was her goal, she was going to go after this porcupine, and she did, and such a little bitty thing, and it, it certainly affected her, but we, after that, I'm, we called her killer after that, because she, <laughs> she was, was this little bitty thing, yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. And we had several incidences like that. That's probably the most memorable and dramatic, but several instances like that. She had quite the personality. As she aged, she, and my children left, of course, and and. The kids leave and all the pets stay. Of course. Mm -hmm. And she would get to where if my husband and I wouldn't go to bed when she felt like it was time for us to go to bed, she would walk to her bed and then she would walk back into the living room and look at us like, okay, it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to go to bed. (laughs) And so we really, we called it our little alarm clock because for a long time she just kept us on making sure that. She was tired. She wanted to go to bed. So it was time for the household to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about your lab that she was in coots with. So our lab actually was a stray that my father-in-law had caught. Him and my daughter were in cahoots. And you know how this story goes, right? Five, mm-hmm. $600 worth of vet bills oh later. Gosh. Because it, he had, had been a stray and needed some, needed some care. So we got him all taken care of. And she had promised me that she was just rescuing him. Um, Of course. But long story short, he stayed. Uh It's interesting to think about eat and trap. And you never tell you're a shooting family. Anyway, how they complimented one another, how they had their full range of the place. And it makes me think about us. We have full range of the place, too. And even though sometimes things are good personality qualities, sometimes those can be our weaknesses, too. True. And their skeet being tenacious 
and killing a porcupine and ending up in the vet. Yeah. So I wonder what we, how we can identify with that as people. What do we do that gets us crosswise with our strengths? I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier when we get, mm-hmm. when we let ourselves get out of alignment mm-hmm. with our values, with our faith. I think that's when we get into trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think, too, about how our dogs, as much as we love them, they are not people, and they aren't really capable of having a relationship with Christ and having the Holy Spirit to guide them, to be able to tell them, this is not in alignment with what you need to be doing right right. now. Skeet, they don't have that decision-making ability that we do. Yeah. Um, that, That oftentimes we we're supposed to use, and mm-hmm. sometimes we turn away from that. I think about tenacity, and we just want it. We want it right now. Mm-hmm. And I relate that to Skeet. She had a goal, and she was going to achieve that goal no matter what. And probably, again, our dogs aren't human, so they're just going to go after it. And we guide them, mm-hmm. like our father guides us, in, in letting us, communicating to us that maybe that's maybe it's not time for that right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just not good for us. Or yeah. maybe that's not a good relationship that we should foster or a good business decision for us to make. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes timing. Sometimes it's just not the right just time. Just not the right yeah. time. So true. And I'm, I think, too, about trap, being with Skeet, and that we, too, are made for community. And so it's good to surround ourselves with other people who might be able to tell us, hey, you're not in alignment. And true. because Trap was trying to do that, wasn't he? You know? Very true. Very true. So in their relationship, Skeet was definitely the dominant one of the two. He was more docile and the follower, and she definitely was more dominant. But more to your point, it's like that saying, what is it? We only rise to the level of the five closest people to us. Something yeah, like something that. like that. I know right. what you're talking about. That's such an interesting thing. So how can we apply that to God and our dogs? Oh, wow. Surrounding ourselves. I don't know that that our dogs, that my dogs necessarily have the ability to surround themselves with with other good stewards of Mm -hmm. the word, but I think we do, right? Right. So we have the ability to to pick the people that that we hang with. Mm -hmm. And and even our children. Influences are so important. Mm. And True. I do think it's important to look look around you and where you're spending your time, what mm-hmm. you're spending your time on, who you're spending your time with. Those are important things. And we're commanded to look at where we're spending our time and what we're filling our mind with and making sure that we are staying in alignment with mm-hmm. his word. Yeah, so true. When time goes so fast, when we talk about two great subjects, God and our dogs. And I don't want to leave today without asking you about something. You've described yourself, I've known you a while, and you described yourself a number of times as a serial entrepreneur. And you do a lot of speaking about being a leader as an entrepreneur. What would you say are the three most important things that an entrepreneur needs to have as a leader? Oh, wow. I don't know about three, but I know that I... I talk a lot about what we've been talking about. I I tell entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs how important it is to be real clear about what your own values are and to 
determine your own operating system. And I say that in that, you know, how a computer has an operating system, Mm -hmm. right? We have an operating system. Mm. And everyone that we influence every day knows what that operating system is. Just ask them. Do they say you come in the in the door in the morning and you're like, hey, how are you? Or did they say you grumpity grump in? Or how do you make decisions? Or what is your integrity? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. So I think getting real clear as to what your operating system is, how you operate around your employees, how you build your business. So having those values, knowing how you operate, that I think goes a long way in leadership because you're a consistent in the way that you lead people like consistency, people will gravitate and follow, I think, a leader that is confident and allows, can empower other people and walk alongside them and give them Mm. some guidance. Those Those come to mind. I think that's a lot of it. A lot of people think it has to do with money and spreadsheets, and, and that certainly is a big part of it. But I think at the end of the day, having empathy for your people and being a strong leader in your consistency and how you show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, set those expectations. Luann Wagner with Texas Auto Carriers and Iron Cat Parts and Services and Toy Box Ranch Storage, your newest venture. Thanks so much for joining us today on God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Meg. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It has been. Just a short thought to ponder before we leave, and that is, how is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. Thanks for listening to God and Our Dogs today, and we especially appreciate our business partners, including Living Family Medicine and Aesthetics, Lover and Law, Frost Bank, and Wagmore Pet Resort. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for children's story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.